0: Friends, you're listening to Whole and Free, a podcast serving you a heaping helping of encouraging truth to free your soul and make you whole. This is Kathy Schwanke, speaker, author, and encourager of the faithful here to help you soar on the sturdy wings of truth and love. Well, hey, friends, I hope you're doing well today. I'm currently praying for quite a few people to get well due to a virus going around. Lots of little kiddos are sick. And I've noticed shingles are going around too. I have three people who have had shingles in the last six months. I bumped into a friend just yesterday who'd just been at the dentist who had diagnosed her with shingles in her mouth. Not fun. Because we were chatting on the street, her and I... And chatting on the street with a friend is always a good thing on a pleasant fall day. She was smiling and joyful, but also had expressed being in the midst of a really hard season, family with health problems and different things going on with her. I know I don't have to tell you that it's a weighty world we are living in. We are all waging war in some capacity, whether it's with our health, relationships, finances, our outlook on life, emotional trauma, We are people in need of daily doses of hope and encouragement. I've been very blessed to be able to encourage many women in the parenting stage recently through going to the local homeschool co-op that both my families attend. They actually were instrumental uh, in getting it up and running. It meets once a week. And not only do I get to hold my sweet grandson, Sullivan, who is four months old, and I'm just cherishing that so much. I also get to encourage and pray with the moms. I've been invited also to two local Bible studies and have been encouraging and praying with women there. So I'm in a really rich season of encouraging women and praying with them and being able to share what God has taught me, which is why I started the podcast. I just want to offer what I've learned from my walk with the Lord. I shared a story recently with one of the women of my own warfare season as I chatted with her about looking back and seeing more clearly how Jesus is with us in the suffering of our lives. I shared how in my terrifying season of insomnia and panic attacks, my husband suffered in his own way, not knowing how to help me, and frankly, being so frustrated with, I'm guessing, my wimpy thinking... (laughs) I should ask him about this and find out if he remembers it. But one morning when he woke up, he asked me if I had slept. And my response was no. I have really no recollection of what I actually said. But whatever it was, elicited anger in him. And so I do recall every word he said. (laughs) He yelled at me. He said, you have no faith. You need to throw your Bible away and get a new one and get back to the basics. Jesus loves me. This I know. Since the devil was accusing me daily of having no faith, and the Bible reminded me that faith pleases God, Dale's words just drove the sword of accusation deeper. I felt condemnation. But as I felt that, the sting of his words, there was also a whisper. There was a knowing in my spirit. I knew that I needed to get back to the basics. I really knew he was right about that. And actually, just now, as I look at the words I wrote for the podcast here, I see the war in the paradox I just described of feeling condemnation, but also hearing that whisper. And along with hearing the whisper, I had faith to believe it in the moment. The whisper that came to me was something I just read in the Bible, the one I would actually, in obedience to my husband, (laughs) I was desperate to do whatever. Uh, I put it on a shelf. For a while after his rebuke, but I had just read in there 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 13, which says, here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, talking about Jesus, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. And when I heard that, and I probably went and looked it up again and just landed my eyes on that phrase, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. I knew that I belonged to him, and I knew that my faithlessness was going to be covered by grace because he would remain faithful. In that moment, the faith that had saved me also held me. I believed God. I heard the whisper, and I feasted on his promise. I also see now how my husband's words were so true, the part about getting back to the basics. It was exactly what I needed to do. What I didn't realize is that I didn't really need a new Bible, but I needed to read the Bible under the new covenant promise of grace. I came to learn that if you read the Bible without grace, you will feel condemnation. But when you read it with the covering of the grace of God, you will delight in the areas that mirror your sin to you so you can confess them. And instead of moving away from God, hiding in fear and shame because of sin, you will move toward him, trusting his mercy. This was the actual point of my demise. God was helping me. He was forcing me to learn, to cease striving, to be righteous on my own and instead accept the righteousness of Jesus for all areas of my life. I actually had a dream once prior to that season. I had a short stint of anxiety about three or four years prior to that bad one. And he gave me a dream, and I had forgotten it. But I woke up, and I heard Jesus say to me, Kathy, you are trying so hard to get something I've already given you, righteousness. Righteousness. And I kind of obviously kept doing that, but I have learned. <laughs> when God presses you down and crushes you, it is always for the purpose of raising you up with greater faith in him. It is, as John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. So it's actually grace that allows us to go through the pressure that brings out What's bad in us, it needs to be skimmed off and brings forth what God knows is in us, that gold of faith. Last week, as I was writing my podcast message, the words emerged, drive the dark of doubt away. And so the theme of the podcast came from the hymn, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. The day Dale yelled at me, looking back, I see it was the light of his word that enabled me to begin to look up and receive the light of his smile and bloom into a smile of my own. And that was from the lyric from Joyful Joyful We Adore Thee. And my podcast last week is looking up and receiving the light of his face and being able to bloom and change our countenance from the dawn of dark or the dark of doubt (laughs) Um, by adoring the Lord, by looking up. Today, as I asked the Lord what the theme should be, another lyric from the same hymn landed on my heart, and it's not even as if I've been listening to the hymn. I heard it in my spirit, victors in the midst of strife. I thought of my friend who has shingles in her mouth and all the struggles. Well, just after hearing that this morning, I saw a meme by Sally Clarkson on Instagram. It said, celebration is one of the most effective weapons we have against the darkness of our day. When we celebrate, we proclaim the fact that there is still good in the world because God is still faithful in it. In the comment beside the meme, she wrote, Sometimes celebrating, enjoying, and laughing seem almost inappropriate in a world as broken as ours. We look around and we see panic, tragedies, dot, dot, dot. How can we laugh and celebrate and eat pizza, she said. And then she quoted Paul's words to Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind and she continued to write though dark and scary events may take place our homes and communities can still be bastions of celebration, laughter, worship, thankfulness, and fun. Our love, our friendship, our sympathy can be life-giving instruments of hope. It moved me when I read her words partly because of what I noticed last week on the podcast How as I read Jeremiah and Ezekiel's words during a war in Israel, my heart was left feeling cloudy. But in looking up and tilting my head back to receive the grace of his face, my smile emerged. His love bloomed my countenance and put a song in my heart. Evidently, that song is joyful, joyful, we adore thee. (laughs) Even though I wasn't hearing the whole song, he just keeps dropping phrases in my heart from that song. Adore thee. This adoration of who God is, of his love, mercy, grace, power, kindness, his urgent parental care for us, indeed drives the dark of doubt away. And as I read our sister Sally's words about celebration, I remember the lyric of one of David's songs. He, Jesus, our shepherd, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And that's from Psalm 23, 5a. I like to bring life to the words in my imagination. I picture myself sitting at a table, the king's table. There are candelabras dancing flames, heaping plates of food, goblets of fine wine. The fragrance of a feast envelops me. But that's not the best part. The best part is that I look into the eyes of strength and victory himself, and because of my place at his table, I rest. I have peace because my king has already won the victory. What is your battle right now, friend? What are you urgently seeking a breakthrough for? What are you kneeling over and over to receive? What is it that weighs your heart and causes the ache in your soul? Look at that thing right now then see yourself in the scene. There you are sitting at the king's table, napkin in your lap, fork ready to feast on his goodness, to look at his glory and you catch his eyes. There it is, love holds your gaze. What has the king promised you at his feasting table? Do you need courage and strength? Hear him say in Isaiah forty-one 10, don't be afraid, daughter, don't be afraid, son, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Do you need hope and healing? Hear him say in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord who heals you. And in Psalm 103, 2 through 5, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And then again in Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. His spirit is in you to give you these things, to apply the word to your heart. Just like digesting food with our stomachs, the Holy Spirit helps us to apply that word that we receive in our heart. Do you need greater faith to keep going? Hear him say in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And then do you need a reminder of his love for you? We all do all the time, right? Hear him say in Isaiah 43.1, Isaiah is one of my favorite books. I think I've said that before. But now, O Jacob, and we know that if we have been born again, we're adopted into the family of God. And that's who he's talking to here in Isaiah. And so we are in Jacob. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And in my experience, he won't let go of those who are his. He's actually promised them, promised us (laughs) that he won't let us go. This is what dining with Jesus looks like when we live this life of war. He's got this. Remind yourself, he's got this, and he promises to work it all for good. And he doesn't lie, friend he is incapable of lying. It's always our belief that needs to be fixed. It's our faith that needs to grow. And he who is the author of our faith knows exactly how to press you down to raise you up into who you already are in his mind. So pull up your seat to the table today and feast on his word. Dine on the holy feast which fortifies, sustains, and strengthens you. And remember friends, the Lord loves you. Jesus died to set you free. He's with you to serve you, to dine with you, and to get you through to the other side of this battle that you're fighting in his strength. Do your part of seeking him, and he will do his of saving you. Feast, celebrate, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. You win. And I'm here praying for you to gain traction in living your one beautiful life, trusting Jesus on this wilderness journey, whole and free. I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, leave a rating, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks for joining me.